Okay. Uh, hey, party people. Welcome back. This is going to be episode uh, 26B of the Split Party Podcast, or effectively uh, part two of 25B, I guess, technically. Uh, but for us, it's 26B. And um, we are just going to kind of get right into it. First, I want to say a couple things. We just got to our one-year anniversary, and we got to 1,000 Twitter subscribers, um, and our Instagram is continuing to grow with every post. And so I want to take a moment to thank everyone that's been following us, checking out our social medias. If you aren't, feel free to check out the Linktree link in the description of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, you'll be able to find our Twitter, our Instagram, our Discord, which you can join. Come hang out with us, ask us questions, uh, get to know the rest of our community, um, talk to them about D&D, whatever. It doesn't even need to be, even need to be D&D. We have like a memes channel, a shitpost channel, all that shit. Um, actually, we don't have a shitpost channel. We should, though. I love shit. <laughs> I don't know if we do, though. <laughs> um, anyways, so join that stuff. Come hang out with us. And thank you once again for a fantastic first year. And and congratulations to our two winners of the giveaway that we had for uh, two monster grimoires from Ghostfire um, for our one-year giveaway. Happy anniversary! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to get into our lore snip. And then we're going to get into our recap. And I think this lore snip is... A good and then one. it's all player agency. And then it's all player agency. <laughs> <laughs> it took only an instant. The difference between fragile life and yawning death. The great divide between mortal and immortal. From the sky, the crimson stream spewed forth and fell. Blood frothing from Olmir's chest. A being thought indestructible and all-powerful. It was only the nature of Maligant to strike so decisively. It wasn't long before he too was lost, and yet with all that was going on, there were no shouts of joy, no woes of triumph. Death begets death. There are no victors, and there were no heroes. The accounts of those that witnessed a new age dawn. It's currently morning time of Thunar, 15th of Gracchos, 301st year of Dark Rain. The party woke, traveled further into the woods, and eventually came to a bridge that sagged over a swamp. The bridge has seen far better days and spent likely the last century gaining holes, losing railing portions, and rotting away. They had to leave their carriage behind to cross the bridge, and in the crossing lost a horse. Now down to five, they continued and eventually made it to Olmir's gate, or at least uh, they could see... The, the walls through the sickly trees. Behind them, lurking in the water, something ate the corpse of their horse, though it was unclear what. Finally, they had made it, Olmir's Gate. Their horses left outside as they entered to find the ruins of the once great College of Mages. Now in the place of the majestic buildings nested hives of rubble, dust, and destruction amidst the stale air and dreadful atmosphere. But down, and deeper, they continued toward the emerald and shadow steel entwined gate that had wrought so much loss and cost so many brilliant minds. Whispers assaulted them, and from the corners of their eyes, they spotted silhouettes in the dorms. Yet still, down and deeper they went, until they had stood there before Omir's gate itself. What happened next was a blur that I think is best experienced for our listeners themselves in the previous episode of the B-Side. Finally, with all done, and the spark in hand, 
the group rested the night, or most of them, and finally greeted the morning with resignation that they had found not what they had sought. Or, once again, most of them. Just to clarify, because I didn't actually finish editing 25B before this session, uh, we... I, I know that like the whole Banya situation happened. You guys mm -hmm. made your way back up, um, and it was pretty late in the in the morning. It was like during the what would have been the third shift that this occurred. Did you guys go back to sleep, or oh, we ended with I, you guys walking you, up? Yeah, you ended it with uh, myself and Lanya walking like up the stairs. That's what I thought. Okay, excellent. So it is technically morning. Um, you guys like probably have two, like two in the morning, right? Uh, well, no, you guys. Yes, third th shift. Third shift would mean it's probably like five or so in the morning, or four. Let's we'll say five, roughly. Uh, the sky is like just now starting to get that like lighter edge towards the horizon, where you know like the sun is going to be up in, in like an hour or two. But the sun is getting or the sky is getting brighter off on the horizon as you guys are walking up uh, back to back to the the tiny hut. Are you, uh, are you okay? I am. I feel better now. I would rather have said my goodbyes than never have seen them again. It looks like it should be morning soon. Or, I guess it's morning now. I perhaps... think perhaps you and I are different than that. Tamati would cut her off. How so? You would rather leave it unanswered. Yes, I, uh, I think I would. Who did you see down there, Tamati? Again? I saw my father. I saw Thorgrim. And I saw my god. All dead. All it's... dead. So it's true, then, what they say about the gods? Truly, it's true. At least in the case of all Mirates, but I could have told you that, I... I watched him die myself. I, we came here, I came here with the hope that I would discover that perhaps some of them lived, bring some clarity to my vision. But uh, I think that perhaps my vision was warning me about coming here in the first place. I am now left with more questions than answers. Tamati would, uh, would turn to look at her. I will be honest with you, Lanya. I, I do not know what to do next. For the mm. first time in my considerable life, well, perhaps not the first time, but the first time in a long time, I am truly lost for answers. Maybe the others could give us some ideas. Maybe Iris or Ruben, maybe even Troy. What ideas do you have, if any? None, Tanakti. I go where you go now. And why is that? She kind of ponders for a moment, looks away, like face sort of trailing back towards the, the walkway back up to the gates and the walls. You're... I don't know. My family now, I guess. I have nothing left. No one else to go with. Nowhere else that I would rather be. No one else I would rather be with. 
I go where you go, Tamakti. You do not go where I go. You go with me. You do not follow. You walk beside. And then mm-hmm. Tamakti's gonna reach his hand out to uh, to hold hers. She takes it. Then we should walk side by side back to the others and see what they think. Maybe we could track down a rabbit or two? Perhaps we could uh, at least keep our eyes out. Not sure what the, the wildlife of this place is like. The meat may taste a bit gamier than usual. Or perhaps it couldn't be worse than my cooking. She kind of tries to offer a warm smile and starts to walk that way up. Kind of, if you weren't already going to walk uh, along with her, then she would kind of like pull you a little bit. I cannot speak for the others, but uh, my review of your cooking was honest. I have truly eaten a lot worse in my time. She gives you a warm, like, toothless smile. And for those of us, our listeners who don't know what that is, and we've explained it once before. Um, it's smiling without your teeth with just she, your lips. It doesn't mean you don't have teeth. She's only got gums. Oh my only god! Covert she's got thought gums. That. Oh my god! <laughs> Where <are> teeth? <laughs> what happened to them? Yeah, Lanya's age shows through. She is seventy-three years old. Yeah. Glad it, I'm glad that at least Strider knew what that was every time I said it. <laughs> Yep, I, I've honest, seen that expression in a lot of books before. I didn't know what it was either. Yeah, I, I read it in a lot of books and heard it in a lot of audio books. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I read it I read it specifically in First Law, so... Yeah, that's, that's actually smiles, revealing a mouthful of nothing but Just gums. gums. <laughs> Her skin begins to shed off. You never should have come here, me. She becomes, she becomes the lich. She's a were-wacial kind. Anyways, so Tamakti and Lanya make their way back up to your right and your left. You see all these dorm buildings, like plateau to plateau to plateau, like step up to step up to step up. Layer after layer, just in rubble and ruin. Some of them halfway caved in, like three of the walls standing. One of them just completely gone. Others, just a a perfect almost circle or cylinder just punched through from one side all the way to the other and off into the air. When the event that happened ruined Olmir's gate, it was chaotic. And looking around, no no buildings seem to have been destroyed in much the same way. Some of them just vanished entirely. Others practically entirely still standing, even closer to the gate than the ones that were vanished entirely. Anyways, you make your way up to the wall. The walls caked with dirt that was carried along the wind over these many long decades of solitude. And out through the gates to see the others and the horses. Like I, was I said, say, Iris is at the top of the stairs because she yeah, went with uh, she went with Tamakti. Oh, we, we whenever uh, I remember vividly, like whenever Lanya woke up and went, I woke up Ruben. I sprinted after Covert. So. Yeah, I remember that too now. Thank yeah, you. she's uh, at the top of the stairs, just like her arms folded. Yeah, Ruben's just sitting there, like rubbing the tired out of his eyes as he's beside her, I guess. So I'll say when Tamakti, uh, Tamakti sees the rest of them up the stairs, he'll let go of Lanya's hand and sort of uh, shove his Iris hands in notices his pockets or something. I don't Ruben know. Knows. 
Lanya doesn't let him let go. Oh. Nice. He cuts his hand off. <laughs> he pulls out his gat and fucking shoots her. Together now, Tamakti. Come on. <clears throat> it's alright, uh, everyone. No need to be alarmed. I figured as much. <sighs> I'm glad the girl got to make her choice. Thank you, Iris. She nods. Tamakti and I were just speaking. He and I are both at a loss for what to do next, where to go, what to think, ideas. I was hoping one of you two had something, and if not, maybe Troy does. Well, I plan on going back home. I have some loose ends to tie there. And what is home? Where South is of here. Into the woods, across the, um, the main road we took to come here. Not too far? Well, if you consider the distance we teleported from, no, it is very, very small distance. But uh, it's still a few days, perhaps even a week of travel. You would actually know it's, uh, it's like, nope. Considering the woods increase, like, the time. Yeah, it yeah. Travel, it's like three days. Oh, okay. It's extremely close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, I didn't know it was that. That's very short. Yeah. Uh, Iris, uh, never mind, I'll <clears throat> correct myself. About three, four days, if we are slow. Okay. Do you have family there? Do you have any siblings, brother, sister, My parents? husband should still be there. Your husband? I didn't know you were married, Iris. I try to forget it myself. Not a good marriage? No. Hmm. Last time I was home, well, um, let us say I barely escaped with my life, so... Should if I go back, him. well, I plan to. Uh, you may do what you want. He trusts. I have to reclaim what is mine. How, how do marriages work in the Middle Lands in the South? What are they like? Well, usually for someone of my station, they are for. Well, both parties gain something. Usually, a father will marry his daughter or his son to another one for land, titles, money, something like that. As for him, well, he was a spy master among my, uh, into my castle. And I thought him useful. And the way to keep someone like that close is to give them what they want. And he wanted me, so. You have a castle? Yes. Well, more of a keep. It's not massive. More of a keep. I'm surprised this didn't come up in conversation already. But I'm going to be honest, it's the least surprising thing I've ever learned about you. And I was going to say, I had, uh, uh, at this point, I assumed that you two assumed that I was of noble blood. I thought you were a peasant. Ha, ah, very funny. I just thought you were a bitch. Well, that's fair. Troy is sure to remind me enough, so... In the north, marriages are a beautiful thing. We have ceremonies, we invite our friends, family, allies, and we drink. And we drink until both the groom and bride are passed out from drink. Then the next morning begins the journey to a far peak, any peak, all the way to the top. And there, the two exchange braided bracelets made from leather of animals they hunted themselves. 
It's a very nice thing. I was going to say, minus the part with the peaks, for most commoners here and lower-born folks, well, marriages are much of the same. I envy a lot of commoners for this simple life sometimes. Makti would scratch his chin. Getting drunk and climbing a mountain does sound quite nice. No, climbing the mountain hungover. That's that the does challenge. sound terrible. Yeah. Did you have to stop drinking? I suppose there's no rules against it. That's the strategy then, Ruben. You just keep drinking. I think so. She smiles a little bit wider, looking between everyone. Well, then, I don't necessarily have any ideas on what to do about this. He motions again back towards uh, kind of the center culminating portal. But I do still have business between Ostenburg and Gravenstein. If we run out of ideas, uh, no yes. vampire that needs to be visited. Indeed. I, he fucked you over, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Or played you, rather? And I want to figure out why. Well, if we're tying loose ends right now, is there anything on your agenda, Tamakti? He looks to Tamakti. Um... She gives you, like, a supportive squeeze of the hand. Iris oh, notices. I, uh, I did learn something from my father. Mm-hmm. Seems I'm not the only seraph of my bloodline. Sister? Mother? Brother? My mother. Hmm. And you never knew? I can only assume she ascended after I did. There's... After no way something like that would have escaped my memory. You'd be surprised sometimes what certain magics can do to someone's mind. Regardless, he spoke of her as if she was still alive. Then we should find her. How do we start? It's a big country, even bigger kingdom. I can only assume that perhaps the Morel bloodline has survived in Fellowheart. Perhaps there might be a good place to start, but we have more pressing things. It's a nice thought, but it is not immediate. Given we're not entirely sure what is immediate, I'd say that, if able, we go there. Until at least we find something urgent that pops up, which I'm sure it will. Well... On the way there, I suppose we could handle both of our other things. And then maybe the answer as to what to do next when it comes to, well, the death of the Pillars and the Arch Seraph will come to us. As because as, as it I stands without the gate, I have no idea what to do. As far as I am aware, Moriel at least is still alive. Is there no way for you to commune with him? I am not sure how all of this works. I uh, pray to him and... Does he answer sometimes? Yes, you have to imagine he is... Busy? Yes. I can imagine. I suppose many seraphs are under him. He uh, he does have many. The, uh, the arch-sheriff of sacrifice and martyrdom has no shortage of followers. Well then, pray harder and maybe he'll talk to you... She kind of smiles a little bit, like, it's not intended as to diss you. 
It is not so simple, I unfortunately. Like Maybe. a fed visit. Oh, she turns around towards like the campfire. I fed the horses. Thank you, Troy. Too We're ready to go. She claps her hands like twice. Good job, Troy. Right. We'll be ready soon. Fuck all of you. I get it. <laughs> You're trying to make me seem insignificant. <laughs> but um, I'm saying the horses are ready. Are we moving or not? We might as well. Sleep will not come anymore with how late it is, or early rather. Did you plan on doing your teleportation thing? No. If we are going to where I live, we might as well go there on our own. It costs me quite a lot of gold every time we teleport. I would rather save it for, well, meaningful distances. I see. Then that thing in the swamps is going to be a problem, I imagine. We've dealt with worse. We've killed, uh, well, some big seraph. I'm sure something in the swamp won't be too hard. He wasn't quite the seraph anymore. Well, still, a challenge is my point. Well, I guess let's get to it. She nods and uh, unfolds her arms, starts like descending the stairs, or like the other side of the stairs back towards the campfire. Everyone mm -hmm. kind of like casts another glance towards uh, Tamakti and then Lanya. Just kind of gauge their facial expressions. She seems content. About Tamakti. He's fine. And uh, yeah, he just turns around and continues on. <laughs> Lanya leads the way down to. Uh to the campfire and uh, the tiny hut that is probably still there for like another I dismiss it yeah I was gonna it, say okay. yeah there's no okay. point anymore because we left yeah. it so I can't go back in it yeah definitely and if I can't use the hut no one can then back down to the horses you guys go there are five of them left that's one for each character should you all choose to have your own we've learned that Lanya can't ride so she's riding with someone and then True. Troy has the other one this one's mine, by the way. Well, mine died, so I suppose I'll just take the one that was meant for Lanya. Right. I took the liberty of naming mine. And what's his or her name? Uh, I'll tell you later. She tilts her head a little bit and smiles. I, not, not you specifically, just... Maybe it's a bit too soon to tell y'all. It's a bit... It's not a tough name. It's, um... I mean, now, now that I say it out loud, it's a bit embarrassing. Yes. It should be. <laughs> What's embarrassing? Nothing. Nothing. Room climbs onto the carriage. Anyway. Oh, wait, there's no carriage. <laughs> yeah, it's on the other side of the swamp. All right. onto a horse. <laughs> you need help climbing up your horse. Being there has no saddle. I'll be fine. Right. Robin, you need some help. He's she climbs up horse. on her horse. Um, or new horse, rather. I'm okay. Do, do you need help? Tamaki, do you need any help? He doesn't answer, Ruben. Take that as a no. Tamaki just gets on his horse. Okay. And then he'll uh, put a hand down to uh, uh, many, Wanya. How many horses? How many horses do we have? We have five. Five. So one. all of us have one except Lanya. She's riding with uh, Tamakti, so there's no spare horse. There's only five of us. Wait, is no? There's six, right? 
No. No, I'm tripping. There's five. You're right. Yes, it is so five. five. Um, what are we doing with the extra horse? How does... Uh, Troy just leads it normally. Yeah, just bring it along. All right. Oh, He's clearly the best rider here. That's right. I rolled a 21. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that means, but maybe you should take the lead then. Lanya climbs up with uh, Tamaki's help as well. Maybe I will then. I'll be but right behind you. If I do, then you should leave the spare horse. Um, Indeed. It would be a bad idea for the lead to, you know, have a spare uh, horse to manage. And what if something happens and we have to run and then we have this horse that trips, falls, and then it's in the way of everyone? Well, if I only rolled back, a 14. Right. Whatever that means. But I suppose I can take up the rear. Um, and bring the spare horse. And bring the spare horse. Right. Okay. Shall we be off then? Yes, mm, let yes. us go. He kind of wiggles his kettle helmet, fixing it a little bit better to his, like, uh, I'll now, take the rear. Now, what? like, overgrown mop of head of hair. If, um, if you lose a horse, just run up and take this one. Sure. Are you saying she's gonna gonna lose another horse? Maybe. Well, it's been a while since I've, you know, have had the riding practice. Right. He leads. He makes uh, his way, no. uh, starts to make his way down from where you guys are towards the bridge. And even uh, holds the reins of the other horse and kind of leads it like a little bit like to the side and behind his horse. Mm-hmm. He makes sure to also get on the same horse he's riding the other day as well. So, a little bit of horse bonding. That's right. That's fucking right. Then you guys, uh, I assume, I mean, I don't really need it to be said, but I'm assuming that Tamaki comes along too with, uh, with yeah. One. He died, but yeah. You guys make it down to the bridge. The bridge, like before, is shit. And. The bridge itself is like sagging down into the water in a couple spots. Like the left side might be sagging in, and so you guys have to like stick really close to the right side, or the railings are messed up. Um, there are holes here and there. But other than that, it was once a very ornate and decorative, likely hand carved and beautiful wooden bridge. And so intricately and perfectly carved that it took on the appearance of just one large piece with no seams. A couple of those seams now reveal themselves, but that is what time does. So, Troy, in the, you know, lighting sky, the sun isn't even up yet, takes its first step onto the uh, the bridge. Troy. And then it explodes. You... <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Before you move. Uh, are we all within like 30 feet of each other, you'd say, on the horses? Yeah, I would say so. I'm gonna cast pass without a trace. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is big. That is big, actually. Big if true. And it is true. Uh, we have a 10 plus bonus to stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means. Okay. And also, we're silent. The horses get this bonus, too. Yeah, the horse, any creature I choose uh, within 30 feet, which is kind of nuts. That's a good spell, man. That is actually so big. Um, so I would like to 
Though they're not like necessarily sneaking because you can't do that with a horse. Will we be able to roll stealth checks? Yeah, sure. Roll me some stealth checks just to kind of uh based. And I guess just add ten. Fifteen, so that's a twenty-five. Alright, let us see. So thirty-three. Uh stealth. Oh, I'm very good at these. Seventeen. Thank okay. God for that. Okay, okay, okay. I have a feeling that before we continue, I'm going to need to get my monster that I forgot to get from my card before this. So, having just cast Pass Without a Trace, now on your horses, one spare and four uh, mounted, Troy takes the lead onto the bridge. The winds are non-existent. There is a very strange silence. The only sounds that you hear are like those bubbles that rise to the tops during the like during the travel uh yeah do that do that some more for us really quickly they rise to the surface from the bottom of the swamp and pop and uh you know they have like a sickly odor of course as swamp bubbles naturally do in any fantasy setting what do the pops sound like uh yeah like that no i think they probably sound more like Yeah, I do that, but my mic can't pick it up. So I gotta do that instead. Okay, anyways. Right. <laughs> you wanna play D&D, guys? <laughs> no. It's not uh, make sense. You guys continue. 50 feet. 100 feet. Troy is setting the pace at a, at a walk. Not a canter. Not a trot. That's right. Not, not a gallop. But a walk. What about a giddy-up? Definitely not a giddy-up. Yeah, about a This session is so derailed. Okay, at a walk. Ruben, your O-sign reaches a two. Not a huge threat. But something is likely underneath the water. Mm -hmm. Feel that? I think there's silence. Oh, no, it's not silence, the spell. I do. Troy keeps his voice low, by the way, of course. I guess we keep moving then. Right behind you. Another 50. Another 100. Clopping. Clop, clop, clop. Oh, uh, actually, it wouldn't be anything. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and something grabs onto the, uh, the edge of the bridge, like 100 feet in front of you guys. You can barely see its, like, sort of grayish silver claws. And it starts to hoist itself, much like a lizard, up onto the bridge. It drags itself up, and you realize now that it is similar to a lizard. I think we stop. Stop. Troy looks around, cautiously. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Oh, yeah. It is much like a lizard, yes, but one with wings. And pinkish sort of uh, gray grayish pink scales kind of like a eye, dragon and its eyes are entirely like milky white is it is it the blight dragon it resembles the the blight scale dragon that you guys had seen sketches of from troy <clears throat> what do you want to do well naturally i would say kill it agreed it's only a threat and will only remain a threat to everything around it. 
And I do know a couple things about it. The, um, a lot of it's, not that I'm saying we should do it only for monetary gain, but a lot of it's, yeah, f faculties, it's claws, it's eyes, stuff like that, it's scales, can be used to make equipment, very good equipment. Even its blood is useful. As long as it remains alive, there's a threat to this entire region. It must be stopped. Iris is like all the way to the back. She doesn't even see this thing. Like, I sit down. But what the fuck are we looking at? The blight dragon is ahead. What the fuck is a blight dragon? By the way, this this one that you see, it's um, it's about maybe a little. It's torso and and like waist and hips and like everything. I guess is similar to the size of a horse, if not a little bit smaller. Oh, so it's a baby. Like a young, yeah. This is this likes a young little little jit. And what about the big one? Perhaps this is the big one. We didn't ever get the size of it, did we? Um, I seriously doubt that. Right, but it doesn't matter what size it is. It'll grow up and it'll get bigger. Oh no, we should still kill this one. I'm just afraid the other one will show up. What is everyone talking about, Monty? Everyone has been speaking Imperial probably. Yeah. Tamakti is going to um, lean over his shoulder, or uh, look over his shoulder. I want you to pull the rifle out of my back sling and reach around to my bandolier on my chest, pull out a silver musket ball, and load it quietly as you can. Why exactly? Because we are about to fight a blight dragon. Is it a threat to us? It is a threat to everyone. Alright, I say let's do it. That little thing over there? Yes. It, it looks harmless. Why would we... It spreads disease, corruption, whatever it goes. Its mother is likely what injured the griffin that I tended to. Tamati, find some compassion. It is a creature that is still young. And its mother will be devastated. Its mother would just as soon peel the flesh from our bones and feed it to that thing than show same, us compassion. The same Who cares what its mother think? It's it a savage not, beast that doesn't have consciousness. It is not a beast. It is a monster. The same thing he said about the griffins in the north. The mothers are protective and want to feed their young. It doesn't mean that they're enemies. They yeah, but griffins don't ravage the ecosystem around them. They spread blight and illness among everything. Their very existence destroys others. Not just living things, not just sentient living things. They harm the vegetation, the very soil. Their existence threatens life. Lanya, if your soft heart can't take this, you can stay behind. We'll take this, uh, we'll take care of this quickly. But what if it just stays here, where everything is already dead? It will not. We and can't really on. let it we take a chance. I'm sure Troy and uh, Ruben have done this many times before and have more experience than any of us. It will probably we, go somewhere else. We saw evidence of blight even when we were in Landhouse. It will haunt the region of Nordenland and perhaps even move up north to the Grajjord region. 
But I'm sure it doesn't mean to spread the bite. Right? It's just how Maybe it is. Maybe not. Exactly. Some things are just naturally bad. <laughs> Unfortunately just... for them, they were born to be terrible. What's going on back there? There's it a lot the of talking. Of, it is the way of things, Lanya. And something you must accept if you are to continue in this world. Not all bad things wish to be so, but it does not make them any less harmful. Right. If you say so. Lesser. Greater. Middling. Oh my god. Evil <laughs> is all the same. Okay, Geralt. <laughs> right, so, shut the fuck up. Are we killing it or not? We're killing it! Then let's go. He dismounts quietly. Iris will dismount. We, we are also affected by Tess without a trace, though. Do you have the rifle loaded, Lanya? She hands the rifle to you, Tamakti. I'm not doing it. Then take the pistols from my uh, holsters. Use them to protect yourself. Please. She, she grabs one of them. You still have the ammunition I lent you? I do. Good. Should not take long. Tamakti is going to uh, slide out of this out. Joy. Joy gets low, like, squatted a little bit. Yeah, and Ruben kind of creeps up behind him. Adjusts his kettle helmet and, uh, and tightens up one of the straps on, like, the leathers that are uh, at his, his thighs, reaching for um, his, like, flail. Tamakti is going to duck walk up to them. Troy, Reuben, I defer to your wisdom and knowledge in this. You will take the lead. If um, if we kill this one, I suggest that we stick around to kill the whatever bred it. Stick around on the fucking bridge? Not on the bridge. On the other side. In the woods. If anywhere, it's in the woods. That's where we go. Somewhere where it won't have, won't be able to just fly in. I was going okay. to say, we already have Tamakti. I can make one of you two fly, whoever wishes. No, we don't fight here. All right. All right, I suppose, um, let's creep up and kill this thing. He begins to creep. Iris nods. She'll follow at the back of the pack. Tamakti is going to whisper among, among them. We will succeed. Moriel guides us. Moriel protects us. We will not waver. We will not fail. And he's going to cast Emboldening Bond on the four of them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, D4. And uh, add that to... to an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. A once single per one? Turn. Uh, once, once per turn. Turn. Damn, bro. Check him. Okay, let me just double check its stat block really quickly. All right. We need to take care of this one first. You see that the mark on Troy's back glows through his armor, through his half plate, uh, a dirty gold. And his eyes the same way. He turns over his shoulder to look at all of you. Ruben and I are close. Tamokti, Iris, you do stay at a distance. We'll give a signal. We all attack at the same time. And then... Ruben and I need to get away from it quickly. Um, sounds good to me. I don't think Tabakti will have issues either, considering, you know, the wings and the firearms. There right. is, however, 
a difficulty about this. After it's dead, we will need to stay away from it for a minute. About a minute. A little bit less, a little bit more maybe. But much of the curse that made it this way is going to be escaping it. And after a minute it just completely evaporates or does it seep into the ground? It dissipates enough that the concentrated amount of it won't pose a threat to us. Otherwise, it's likely that anyone cursed by it will, over time, shrivel up and die. The death is the important part. Convincing enough. Is this curse curable? It is. We just... Well, maybe We'd rather not risk it at all. Yes. If you have some sort of ranged means of attacking, Ruben, you can stay behind, but I don't. I, I don't really. Then I'm going to go in there, and you can come too. Yes, conserve your strength again for the main fight. Right. And he turns, Please. still, you know, squatted down, double-checking his leathers once more, and starts to quietly step forward before pausing. What should the signal be? Like a... Okay. A thumbs up? Just yell. Oh, you mean like a signal? Mm. To attack yeah, just it. Give us a thumbs up or something. And if you're in trouble and you need to scream and you can't make a sound, just yell bitch really loud. I'll know. He gives you a, a slight grin, like a toothless grin. She nods. Right, all right. Let's do it. He uh, leads the way one step at a time. But yeah, Ruben's right behind him. Expertly stealthing. And the uh, the dragon there is like uh, probably 80 feet away. It's like sprawled out. Uh, much like how reptiles bathe in the sun, it has its eyes closed and is uh, and it's just sprawled out like starfish style, pretty much. Um, just there soaking in, or preparing to soak in the sun as it will rise. The Buff that Tamakti gave everyone while they were within 30 feet of each... Wait, Tamakti, you did... Yeah, you... Uh, embolden? Uh, yeah. Emboldening Bond. Will that benefit Troy and Ruben if they're, f- like, far away from you? Yes, uh, because it's when any bonded creature... Now we're bonded! When any bonded creature... That's a little Easter egg for a, a different campaign... Um, is within 30 feet of any other bonded creature. They get so they have it. to stay the two together, but if they were to split up and become alone, then that wouldn't last anymore, essentially. Mm-hmm. Got it. Then forward. One step at a time. And we already rolled stealth, so I won't make us roll again. And uh, everyone... Or sorry, Troy and Ruben are able to creep up on this dragon. You see now this close to it. If you didn't see it already in 2B, there was a photo of it. Um, that its uh, its body is mostly intact. Like, it doesn't have, like, massive scars on it or anything or, like, missing pieces of flesh. It's just kind of like this really sickly, sort of pinkish-white-skinned or scaled dragon with, like, this uh, kind of blackish front of its mouth um, and a blackish sort of tip of its tail. Little um, clawed hands. What's up? Tamakti is going to get himself into a solid shooting stance um, and take aim at the front right kneecap. Oh my god. 
this dragon. Okay. Uh, I was going to say... Never mind, not yet, because it's... Uh, Iris will prepare to cast a spell, but not do anything yet. Okay. One more step. And he will await. And then Ruben and, uh, and Troy are within striking distance of this adolescent little light-scale dragon. Are you ready? He begins to, like, unravel his chain. Quiet. Are you ready? Yeah, he like glances at you with his still glowing eyes and back down at the uh, the beast there. And then raises kind of like a a thumb, a thumbed hand, you know, thumbs up towards Iris and Tamakti. It's still sort of dark, but you can definitely see the gesture and, and you know, probably see the, the thumb even at this point. As soon as Tamakti sees a thumb, he's going to casually and calmly breathe out and on the exhale squeeze the trigger and fire a shot at the kneecap of this here beast and he'll be doing a trick shot leg shot on it okay do a wing shot baby. oh no it's the only when they're actually flying yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right it does count as prone so any bonus that would incur from that um is gained sorry the beast right now is prone yeah it's like laying out yeah, so you oh, get disadvantage on that shot. Never mind, because the thing I was going to do is make it prone. <laughs> yeah, it's been like laying out starfish. Um, then he's actually not going to do that. Uh, he's going to wait until it gets up. Okay. Uh, How far am I from um, Ruben? Like, like 70 feet. Okay, hold a moment. Hold up. Totally forgot to do something here. God damn it. Nah, fuck it. I didn't roll. I, I should have done it earlier. Screw it. What? I was gonna I was gonna give Troy or Ruben uh, something that I forgot to give them, so a little bead. But it's alright. Okay. So nothing from Iris? Uh no. No. Uh we'll wait for the two of them to do something first. Or Tomaki. She's not really like a an ambusher. Why aren't they doing anything? I, I don't know. He Are looks at Tomaki. So like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Are we I, shooting or like? I don't know. It's it's laying down. That makes it harder for you to shoot, right? Yes. Uh, um, I was going to say. Ah, uh, shit. Hold on. She takes out her book. Fuck it. Uh, Ruben's gonna step up to try and fucking strangle this. <laughs> strangle it. Yeah, the chain. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Ruben's a monster. <laughs> Shh, it's easier this way. Just go to sleep. <laughs> okay, so uh, Troy is going to swing down and try and hit it before you go to try and strangle it because you're probably going to have to do like a grapple and then restrain roll. Uh, sure, I I'll just make like attacks on it. Okay, then, uh, okay. Pretty much. And uh, uh, I'll just use my bonus to restrain it or something. Okay. Am I able to preemptively... No, I'll save that for the actual fight. Okay. Troy swings down once, and there's a crunch, and then he swings down again, like in rapid succession. Let me roll those really quickly. You want me to roll my attacks as well? Yeah, yeah, damage does matter. Okay. And since it's prone, it's easier for us to hit, right? Uh, yeah, melee characters get advantage, range characters get disadvantage on prone. I was going to say... Uh, Will you let me cast a spell once they're done? Sure. 
Excellent. So uh, four attacks, minimum is 22. Troy rolled Great. a crit on one of them. Sorry. Uh, so that'd be plus another eight. Uh, 33 from Troy. What about you? Do all those hit? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's like prone. It's like this little dumb wormling. <clears throat> so the rolls on these for our listeners. Um, 24, 28, 26, 30, 22, 23. And then the damage. 14, 19, 6, 8, 11, 9. Uh, plus. Plus 5. What? So it's 14, 25, 34, 39 from you. There you go. Oh Remember that all 4d6 from the, the cloak? That's 1d6. 4d6. Oh, add to every attack? I'll read it again real quick. Stand by. Yes. Wow. If okay. I ever have advantage uh, on an enemy, uh, I get the additional d6. Okay, well, as, uh, as like, Tamakti and Iris are back here, sort of like, what what do we do? Kind of preparing for, like, worst-case scenario. Uh, Troy and Ruben actually just bash this thing to pulp. Awesome. Did they just kill him? Yeah, it's, it's like, just... <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I, that thought, like, I was gonna say, I was sure, like, they were gonna do this stealth attack because they are much better at this shit, and, like, it, we were there for backup only. This, so, is like, this, is this is the same thing as the fucking doll, dude. We yeah, what were you? Shit. Just so go, much go prep. Back. <laughs> It just bashed a shit out of it. It's just a baby little dragon. Oh, right. We just killed a child. Fuck it, dude. After it the first hit child. from Troy and the first hit from, from Ruben, there's like a little squeal that goes out from it. It's oh, not super no. odd. It doesn't carry for too long. but I magically but like, make the sound carry to Lanya. It's cut off kidding. very quickly uh, by the uh, ensuing like extra bash from Troy and then like the three more whips from, uh, from Ruben. And... As it dies, <clears throat> you just hear a squelching noise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Troy like pushes Ruben as as like a, oh, yeah. a black sort of uh, series of wisps and and like uh, almost small um, gnats, like clouds of gnats, escape from the wounds of this dragon. Go, go. Yeah, Ruben starts hauling ass back. Yeah, you're you assuming and, Troy is following, right? Yes, Troy goes with you. And you and Troy will need to make con saves. Oh, son, say no more. I'm actually horrible at this. Why did you ask that? <laughs> Troy saved, and by the skin of your teeth, you did too. <laughs> nice, brothers. So, um, now out of range of it and kind of just like turning around, walking backwards... Uh, Troy is like facing towards this corpse as like these clouds of gnats are just escaping from it and the blood is just pouring from it and back through the cracks of the the, the bridge and into the water well now we wait I'll get the horses right. we might have to run across the bridge if this thing follows if there's another one which I'm sure there is I hope not those claw marks on the griffin were much larger than this. He nods a couple times to himself, adjusts his kettle helmet, kind of like lifts his flail up and, and puts it over his shoulder so that like the flail end is on the back and the handle is on the front, down by his chest. And he starts walking back as he turns around towards the horses uh, and then turns into sort of like a, a gentle jog 
like making his way back to the others. Right. Let's get the horses and we'll go. By the time well, we get over there, work. the cloud will be gone and we should be clear to pass through. If there's anything you want to take from the corpse, do it quickly. Like now or after? When we get close to it. All right. I'll take some samples. I'm sure it could be useful. Anything I should look out for on the body that you know of? Claws, blood, eyes, anything. All right. I'll dig those up then. Good work, by the way. Didn't even need our help. Yeah. I just wanted to know what I was up against before uh, before we started. That's fair. His eyes stopped glowing. His mark stops glowing. Is that what that... She kind of like stops talking and like just waves around her eyes. Is that what that does? Like it tells you, like it, you know, you can like see through something or... Not see through, it just... I understand the prey. I get it. He nods. And in most cases, I typically adopt a trait of it. Such as what? Mm, traits, let's say. Like, for example, that whole thing where, like, when it dies, you have a minute or something. You have to run away. Like, that's probably something you learned from... She weighs that horizon. I learned that about it. I was thinking about growing the claws this time, but decided against it. Thought about sorry. the teeth. Thought about. Changed my mind, and uh, and I settled on their unnatural breath. It's gone now, but I could feel it in my in my stomach for a while. It's like a, a rock, like a bunch of flies buzzing around. I see. It's neither here nor there, but. To understand a beast, you need to become the beast. She kind of just, like, you know, sh shrugs slightly. I suppose so. I understand. Anyways, come on. Ruben, come on. He Ruben uh, is already on his horse. Yeah, she goes back and goes on her horse. Everyone mounted back on their horses. Probably continue. 70 feet from now, you get to the corpse of this little dragon wormling and no longer are there clouds of these gnats and, and black wisps escaping from it and its body uh, is already surrounded in a pool of blood Lanya turns away from it not looking Iris will get off her horse once they return to the dead creature and start harvesting what Troy mentioned okay so you know, teeth, claws, eyes, mainly. Tamaki's going to ride his horse past so that he doesn't just yeah. park next to Stop his there. body yeah. being ripped apart while Lanya's like... Yeah, I kind of figured. How far ahead do you go? Do you just keep going? Um, He'll probably ride like 15 feet away. Okay. Troy stops there, kind of like looking back down at it for a moment before carrying on, seeing you carrying on. Tamakti and continues to lead ahead, stopping like you did a, a fair distance away from this young dragon's corpse. Ironic. Dungeons and Dragons, the first dragon we saw in this campaign. Dead in an instant. And it's a fucking murder. Fucking stomped on. First challenge we saw in this campaign. Dead in an instant. Murdered. It's kind of brutal. It takes probably about a minute for you to... Well, it takes a few minutes for you to harvest this stuff. Yeah, probably like five or something. Five, yeah. ten. Alright. 
she won't take like everything. It's mainly just a few parts for her own research and stuff. Like she'll put it in uh, various uh, like just you know undescribed brown like leather bags. Yeah, just list it down somewhere. Yep, we'll do. So I successfully harvest. Uh, I suppose both eyes and a handful of claws and handful of teeth. Yep, sounds about right. Cool, cool. Noting this down. Tamakti, how long do we need to stay here? Is she almost done? Tamakti looks uh, behind to she's see like, if... She's whistling while she's doing this. She's seeming, uh, you know, this is like uh, just another day. It's like she's uh, prying like something very normal open. Iris, can you hurry this up, please? And he's going to make us I'm plate. doing the best I can. Iris. A few more minutes. And he's going to say that to like try and get her attention, because I assume she didn't look at him when he no, said No, yeah, that. she wasn't looking. She stops, like, her hand's full of blood at this point. She turns and looks at you. Well, he's gonna, one hand. He's going to gesture to Lonnie with his eyes. And, like, clearly she's really uncomfortable. She blinks once, but I... And then she turns around and keeps going, hastening her hand slightly. It shouldn't be long now, Lanya. Why don't we uh, look ahead a little bit? Make sure the bridge hasn't suffered any more damage since we last rode across. And he'll uh, take the horse on a, a slight uh, trot. Probably about another 10 feet or so. 15 feet. Troy watches you pass. Eyes on the horizon, eyes on the sky, the sparse trees around the swamp. Maybe it was alone. I doubt it. But I wonder if perhaps we're looking in the wrong place. And he's going to look down at the water. Do you want to make a perception? Are Ostein still glowing? Nope. Yes, Tamakti would like to make a perception. Go ahead. Uh, it's an 11. And when we get back... The carriage will be there. Hook it back up. Back on the road. All back to normal. Mike is going to reach to his uh, his right ear and uh, just rub his earring thoughtfully. As he's still like looking at the water, kind of squinting, trying to look into its murky depths. Think about it. Three days and we'll be back to uh, wherever. I... What's the name of the place, Iris? Troy. She seems like zoned in, like she's not listening. Troy, look into the water. Do you see anything? He looks down, kind of like surveying it as you have been. A 14. I uh, don't see anything. Just bubbles. Don't worry. I would know if something was down there. So you say. You're safe, Tamakti. You're in good hands. It might not look like it, but I am an accomplished wish hunter. Studied a long time down in the cellar beneath the streets. Tamakti's going to pull out his little mirror and he's going to uh, whisper into it. Well, first, I'll try and catch the light at the center of the mirror. He's going to whisper into it. <coughs> What happens if we remain on this bridge? Do we live? Do we die? Or does nothing happen? And he's going to cast Augury. And the options for that are wheel, woe, or wheel and woe, or nothing. Okay. The mirror breaks. 
uh, yeah, there's a crack. That would actually be sick. That would, um, but uh, nothing. <clears throat> he tucks the mirror into uh, one of his pockets. One of his many pouches. Feel safe? So it seems. Iris finishes carving up the young dragon by now. Awesome. By the way, um, how hard do the scales look like just poking at them, you know? They're fairly soft because they are adolescent. Gotcha. Like how a turtle's shell is soft when it is born. Is the And the creature is dead stomach on the ground, right? Uh, yeah. So it'd be fairly difficult to, like, cut through this and go grab its heart, I assume. I mean, you could flip it over if you wanted to go nah. through the effort of it. Nah, but... hell no. You got me fucked up. Um, she'll kind of think about it for a while. She'll stand up, kind of poke at the at the shells with her knife, like just see if she can cut through it. Mm, uh, fuck it. And she'll sheath her dagger and come back to her horse, take us like a, a towel and just wipe her uh, her glove and her hands and her one uncovered hand rather. All done. Right. Come on, then. We have a carriage to get back to. And for once, I think I want to ride inside the carriage. Sure, I'll drive. Sorry, Sit did... coach. Did you say what the name of the place we're going is? What? Place I'm from? Yeah. No, I did not tell you. Oh, well, tell us. Ethelin. Ethelin. I'm looking forward to it. You have a, a keep, you said. Good beds. I assume. We'll need to take it again, but yes. This won't be we'll walk in there and own the place. At least, I'll have to see what my husband has done with the place. He raises a brow, looks to Tamakti, to Ruben, back to you. He said, take the place. Yes. Like, you have to understand, my husband and I uh, vehemently hate each other. He tried to have me killed. So when I return what there, I'm not welcomed. What do you mean he tried to have you killed? He tried to have me killed by rising the village peasants to come and torch and, you know, pitchfork me to death. Why would he want to do that? It was That's a conversation for another time. Well, uh, we're I about think to be for three days. I think, I think it's important. Time, yeah. Yes, and I don't really feel like fucking that. talking about it. She smiles and tilts her head. Troy pops gives on the horse. All due respect, Iris, but if we're going to be getting into a situation where some peasants might try and burn and mm -hmm. kill us, I feel we should at least know why. I'm not saying you deserved it. It's far from it. I just want to know what his reasons were. Because he wanted to rule the place. Here's the thing, right? I married him because I wanted to keep him close, and he was useful. He loved me at first, but, you know, love usually fizzles out after a few years, and it did. And, well, his lust for power, and wanting to be in charge, and the man, so to speak. Even though I clearly left him to his own devices, and he could pretty much rule the place while I focused on other things. He wanted more. He was not satisfied with... I never gave him my last name either. I didn't think he deserved it, to be fair. Right. And while now he's the lord of the, pl of the place, not just, you know, 
the sort of consort that he was before. So there you go. Greed and... Well, what else satisfies men these days but greed? Troy runs his tongue along the outer edge of his, uh, the teeth of his lower gums. I'm broke. And I don't mind it. Well, you're far different than most, Ruben. He's ambitious and... Well, you're all ambitious, but he was far too much for his own good. And now that has to stop. I'm going to take back what's mine, and I'm going to kill the fucker. And we fit into this. You don't have to help me. I said this at the beginning. I'm going to take back my home. You can help me or not. I would assume you don't mind. So, there's that. But if you do mind, uh, I suppose you can stay in the tavern or something. I'll find a way to kill him myself. Somehow I think that if we arrive with you, uh, we will not be able to relax in the tavern. Oh, that's... That won't be an issue. I won't actually come in as myself. I'm not a fucking amateur. She uh, waves her hands, like, and essentially becomes an entirely different person. Did you... Another woman. <clears throat> um. Yes? You... What did you take from the dragon? Claws, nail, uh, claws, teeth, and two eyes, as you recommended. Should I take something else, or...? No, no, that should be good. She incites him. I don't, I don't trust him. The man would be incited. Okay. Fourteen. Seems genuine. Fair enough. Or seems... Like, is he leaving? So I don't want to know if he's lying, and more like seems, he's... Yeah. Uh, like, he might be second-guessing his own thoughts for a moment, and then continues on. Iris, uh, folds her arms. I don't think it's fine. There's something more you want to tell me. Now, it's... It's not important. You can what? get by with what you have, and you don't need anything else. I was gonna say, it could help to grab some blood or, uh... Like what, make a poison or something? Uh, not quite. It's, um... Well, I don't know how much you know about curses. A bit. They're uh, fluids, like stomach acid, uh, mm -hmm. cerebral fluid, um, you know, blood. All of it can be used from a blight-skilled dragon in the place of shadow steel when casting oh. certain curses. Say no um, more, then. Iris uh, turns around. It'll take some time to kill someone with a curse, but it won't be tracked down to you, I'm sure. Bad enough. Uh, she turns around and she goes to uh, take like an empty vial, essentially, and just jam her knife into the stomach of this thing so it bleeds into it. Lanya flinches and turns away. And once the vial is filled up, she uh, wipes her blade, sheets it again, and closes the vial, puts it in her bag. There you go. Now we have it. Yeah. I just want to rest. So sure. when we get back to your town, let's just take a couple of days. Like I said, I'm not planning to storm the castle or something. This is not like an assault. Yeah, yeah. I just... I don't know. Seems like we might have something to figure out. She um, narrows her eyes slightly. Doesn't comment. Let's Some go. time to rest might be nice. Yes, absolutely. He starts to move his horse. 
taking the lead once again towards the other side of the uh, the bridge. You guys were about halfway to begin with when this uh, kind of like blight scale dragon encounter happened. And you guys make it away over to the other side without other issues. Bubbles still popping around, air still feels stale, the ground's sick. And there, before you, where you left it, is your carriage. Looks like it's in good shape. We should. should I don't know. Throw a rocket at it or something. Well, you think it's like a mimic or something? He lifts a pebble. A rock. And, yeah, shucks oh. one at it. They, they at the same time rocks. as Ruin. Yeah. You break the glass window. Oh, shit. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Bounces off the side. Well, actually, roll a 1d20. <laughs> hey, here we go. We love rolling for things. Hey! Level 9. <laughs> Not only okay. did we do say it at the same time, but we got the jinx dice. You guys hit the, the side of the carriage. If you rolled like a 5 or lower, it was going to be a window. Damn, bro. That was a big chance, kind of. Two, two, like <laughs> two nines. You guys hit the side of the carriage. It leaves like a slight dent in the wood. Um, and, you know, bounces off. Nothing out of the ordinary happens. Nope, yeah. just that egg cottage. Definitely well, I'm convinced. Ruben, we would have known if something was different about it. Why on earth would you throw a rock at it? Just oh, I'm step. also concerned some it's funny. animal was living inside. An animal? Just, like those uh, squirrels or something. Oh. I just wanted to scare it before we got close. Right, right. Speaking of which, squirrels, you have any good berries? I can. I'm very hungry. Alright, let me make it to the carriage. The carriage isn't very far from where you guys threw the rock, probably. Clop, clop, clop. <laughs> Alright. Berries, please. Yeah, hold on. Let me, like, clasp his hand together. And, uh... I think it's a level one spell? Troy hops off and uh, makes his way over to Iris's horse. Dane it out. She hops off. No. Right. Always independent. I like that about you. Well, you have to when you've lived alone for so long. Tamakti looks at him. But now you have allies. And you don't need to do everything yourself. I know. That's why what I'm asking you... for your help in this whole thing. And, well, it seems none of you fucking trust me anyway. What if Doesn't you twisted matter. your ankle is, getting off the horse? Then you'd not... be free of my insufferable presence. It is not about trust, Iris. I merely want to know what we're getting into. She berries. gets off her horse and just goes off into the woods. You've been interrupted by offering berries to everyone. <laughs> I'm going for a walk. Berries. I'll be back soon. Lonnie, Do you want berry. food? No. Suit yourself. I guess I'll get the horses hooked up. And uh, Ruben pops on his mouth and eats. And uh, goes to like step on the carriage. Ruben, do you mind steering? And I could just stay inside the carriage today. Oh, sure. Thank you. He goes about hooking the horses up. What about Tamakti? Uh, hmm. A fine question. Mm-hmm. Anya. Yes? Do you think it might be a good idea for you to check on Iris? I can. Her and I get along well, I think. Yes, I, hope I think so. she probably gets along better with you than anyone else. Maybe she just doesn't like guys. 
I don't think that's it. I would appreciate it if you would check on her. Do you think that she actually doesn't like guys? No, I... Why would you say that? I'm just thinking out loud. I'll go check on her. But why would you... I'm just... Nothing. I'm just going to go check on her. Okay. It just popped in my head after I asked the first question. Anyways. Thanks for the good berry, Ruben. What? Alright. Alright. I said uh, thank you for no the problem. good berry. Yes. Sorry, a bit, um... Distracted. The... Right. Lanya. Yes, Tamakti? Why don't you uh, keep that pistol on you for now? Oh, yes, of course. <sighs> she turns, kind of like uh, stuffing the, the pistol into the belt line of her trousers and then starts to make her way off into the woods uh, following where she believes she saw Iris go. Is Iris, like, trying to cover herself no. up? Or... Okay. Not at all. Then Lanya just follows along. So what does Iris do when she starts venturing into the woods? She's just going for like a walk, like her arms behind her her back and just like, you know, absentmindedly kicking rocks or whatever. Cursing like under her breath. Just like a genuine walk. Yeah, not nothing I'm not doing anything shady. <laughs> I'm just walking. Okay. Iris. Iris. She, she like lifts her head, rolls her eyes, like, for fuck's sake. Yes. Are you okay? Yes. Is something wrong? No, not at all. Anything you want to talk about? Not particularly. I'm well, sure Tamakti put you up to this. He did, but I wouldn't have accepted it or taken it upon myself if I didn't... Uh, well, uh, I'm glad that I came out here because I care about everyone here. You let him decide too much. I took merely a suggestion. I'm not speaking not... about this in particular. I'm just saying in general. Just because he's a seraph and he's lived a long time doesn't mean he knows everything and he should always be right. I didn't think that he is. Right. Well, he does act like it. It's getting on my fucking nerves. Well, you saw that I went down to the gate, right? I'm surprised you did that. I wanted to. Good. You should do what you want. Who did you I talk approve. to? My parents. My grandmother. Was it a good reunion? No. At least not with one. She stands there for a moment, kind of like finally catching up to you. Not really sure what to say. Iris does not elaborate. So... The temperature here is nice at least. Iris like, stops like walking. Iris stops walking and like side eyes Lanya for like a long five seconds. As if to say, like, really? The weather? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Still a bit too cold for me. You know, when I was in the north, and you've heard me talk about this before. And I was a slave. I used to dream every night about getting revenge on the people that wronged me. I would still like to. And I understand where your ambition comes from. And I support you, if it means anything. We cannot all be forgetful of the past 
and be forgiving of those that have stepped on our toes. Didn't you get some revenge at the boat? At the boat? Uh, I did, but not on those that took me in the first place. Well, the ones who were holding you still wronged you. Every they living did. moment they kept you as a slave was a wrongdoing on you. Yes, and didn't it, it feel good to kill them? I wouldn't say it felt good, but I felt free in some relieved. ways. Relieved? And relieved, yes. That I won't need to be victim to them again. Well, that's my... how I feel. There is a weight on my shoulders, and it needs to go. And it will go when I drive this dagger through his fucking neck. Is there any way that I can help you other than driving the dagger myself? Well, I don't know. Help me when we get in town, I suppose. I'm not sure what I'm going to do or how I'm going to take this. If the others will even let me. I'm sure uh, Tamakti will give me some speech grandstanding me about how, how evil all of this is and we should just move on and go somewhere else. I can't fucking wait. I will pray for guidance. Maybe I will be heard. We've already she, seen the gods are dead. She What's starts the point? To give a brief smile. I don't pray to the gods. They are gone, like Tamakti said. Who do you pray to then? She smiles warmly. I have my people. I don't know. I've never really taken it upon myself to pray. The only person that I trust to do anything or to get anything done for myself is myself. No one else. Because at the end of the day, no one else really cares about you. When it comes down to the wire, plenty will leave. And leave you behind if it makes them. Or give them, gives them the advantage, gives them a better life. Keeps them alive. Do you, think you never that know I someone. I don't know. I've not known you for too long. You're a good person, obviously. It shows you're caring. Too caring at times. And you're soft and kind-hearted. But until someone's life is in danger and it comes to you or them, you never really know someone. And what about Troy, do you think? I don't know about Troy. Troy's a dick, but um, I think he means well, despite it all. Ruben, I'm not sure. Truly a mystery. Ruben seems always quiet to me. He, he is quiet. Don't worry, it's not just to you. Quiet people usually have a reason for doing so. I assume Ruben has the same sort of trust issues that I do. Which is why, well, on the first night or second that I slept around them, he watched me and carefully made sure I didn't do anything out of line. I understand him. I probably would have done the same. Will you be... Inside or outside the carriage when we continue traveling? I'll drive the carriage. Troy seems to need a rest. And I know the way. Okay. I was going to say that you could ride inside the carriage with Troy and I. I was going to propose the ones who were riding outside could be inside for this one. Hmm. So I don't have to suffer them. Well, then why don't I join you at the front? If you want to. I would like to. Well, you're invited. Good. Do you want me to leave you here, or would you like to walk back with me? No, we should probably go back. I assume the horses are done now. They're eager to get off on the road. She looks up at, like, the rising sun. 
Still a whole day ahead of us. She'll like throw a pebble she was playing with at a nearby tree and spin on her heels. It gives like a hollow thud. Let's go. Let's. You guys make your way back. And while this is all happening, Ruben and Tamaki, either of you do anything? What, uh, what is your take on this marital situation? I'm, I'm not entirely sure if I would ever get married. But the northern traditions sound kind of enjoyable. That's... Tamaki would laugh. <laughs> no, that's, no not, that's, that's not what I was talking about, Ruben. Oh, sorry, I was um, was a bit distracted. What what exactly That's... did you mean then? What were you distracted about? Still thinking about what we saw at the gate? Partially. Though um, I don't regret what we did. I'll see them all again, I'm sure. I'm just surprised I didn't see Halifax or Gabriel. Hey... I regret only that I had to hurt the feelings of those that I cared about. Anyway, what I meant by the marriage situation was Iris and her husband. Well, I don't think she would lie at this point. And, um... No, I, I don't think she is. I just... Wish you would provide us more information. Clearly, it's something traumatic. I am more than willing to help her. I just want to know what we're getting ourselves into. I don't feel that that is a problem. He offers a little bit of a, a shrug. I understand both sides, I suppose. Maybe I just don't have a, a good compass to guide myself, but I'm willing to do it. No questions asked. If you ever need a compass, all you need is pray to Moriel. I don't think he likes talking to me, but you're right. Why do you think that? Last time we spoke face to face, wasn't too keen. When was this? When he brought me back. <laughs> Can you blame him at the time, Hewitt? Just slaughtered uh, a lot of people for um, Tormak. I'm quite aware, but I'm not sure that's uh, a stain that will ever wash out. You don't know that? I do, but I'm okay with it. I've accepted who I am. Then perhaps work to find a way to cover this stain with something else. I'm certainly trying. The stain may always be there, but that does not mean it cannot be paved over. You are trying. And you are succeeding, my friend. I see it in you every day. I don't tell you this enough, but I am proud of the man that you are and the man you are becoming. You sound like a dad. I'm old enough to be your dad several times over. Well, that's true. But I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I'm going to do some uh, some cleaning and rearranging of my kit. It's 
don't think that swamp air did it any favors. Will you be sitting inside when we travel? No, I prefer to stay up top. Keep an eye out. Then I suppose um, we'll figure out who's um, who's riding up front here with me and you on top and whoever else in the back. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for a dragon, by the way. Of course. Then uh, Tamakti's going to go ahead and climb up onto the the roof of the carriage in his little nest area. And he'll, uh, he'll start cleaning his rifle. And uh, kind of just keeps his eye towards the skies. It's probably about that time that, um, that Lanya and Iris make their way back. Lanya isn't saying anything when they arrive back, but she gives a, a wave to Ruben and to Tamakti and then uh, says, Iris and I will be leading the carriage. The three of you, uh, you, know, you two and Troy, can stay inside the carriage this time and relax. Um, it's all the same to you. I'd prefer to stay in my perch up here. I've grown quite accustomed to it. Uh, Iris sighs quietly, but not loud enough for them to hear it at her distance. I think, Tamakti, <laughs> that you should maybe be inside the carriage this time and rest. She puts a little bit of emphasis on the word rest. <laughs> he uh, he looks at her. She kind of looks with her eyes, like pointing to Iris. Yes, you're right. I suppose it has been quite a while since I've rested these old bones. Right, then I'll take the top. Why don't, uh, why don't you stay inside with me as well? I Give think the, all uh, you guys should spend some guy time uh, inside the carriage and rest. Come on, Ruben. Understand. Is she insinuating something? <laughs> he'd, uh, he'd grab Ruben by the arm. Come on. <laughs> he, he like starts getting drunk, but uh, just uh, come on. It's all right. And uh, he's he's dragged inside. Lanya kind of mumbles under her breath, getting a little bit close to Iris. They can be so difficult sometimes. I was going to say Ruben's the one I don't mind because he doesn't fucking talk. But yes, they can be. It's like their heads are made of stone. You'll find that's true with most men. She continues walking and makes her way towards the carriage where she steps up onto the first step and then up to the coach. And Troy is already inside the carriage, just kind of like arms crossed, uh, leaning up against like the corner of the bench, like one of the benches in there. Iris will take the reins once she's sat down, assuming, well, not assuming, knowing that Lanya has literally zero experience in driving a coach of like six horses. She folds her hands together and puts them in her lap. She looks at you and smiles, though. <laughs> it's fine. Like, Iris has done this a few times, so she knows yeah. how to. Actually, Lanya kind of brings one hand up and, and drags a braid of hair behind her head down and around to one of her shoulders and just kind of, like, uh, anxiously toys with it. Iris, like, looks at her. What, do you think I'm going to crash us? No, I'm just a habit. Okay. We'll be fine. Don't worry. I've done this enough. And uh, she uh, she kind of like, you know, yaks the reins to get the horses moving. The horses jolt into motion. And additionally, um, 
sorry, Troy. I blanked for a moment. This monster is not not doing me much. Uh, Troy sees both uh, Ruben and Tamakti enter the carriage and says, I uh, kick you guys off the couch or something. Pretty much. Well, we can hang out. The three of us. Yes. Buddies. Let's hang out. And uh, Tamaki's going to reach into <laughs> one of his pouches and pull out little, like, wads of cotton and uh, shove them into his ears and then uh, pull up, uh, <laughs> pull up a, uh, a rarely used hood attached to his leather, like, jerkin over his head and just sort of, like, <laughs> just kind of, like, get into, like, a, a comfortable position and just kind of start sleeping because he didn't get a full night's sleep. Exactly. He's had those the whole time, you think? Yes, I think so. It's ingenious. I need them. Maybe he's got an extra. You should shake him awake and ask him. No, no, let him, let him rest. Just the two of us, you and I, brothers. He pulls I... out cotton from his... Okay. <laughs> 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 It's gonna be a long stretch of silence, likely. Oh, for your journal. Write this down. He, you ready? He reaches to like his uh, hip and pulls the journal out and uh, flips to like a blank page. Right. Uh, the bright skilled dragon. What I learned from it, just saying. Um, no sense in using poison on it. It won't do shit. Uh, a kind of a dark magic that uh, makes things wither, I think they call it necrotic. Useless as well. They can see in the dark and they can sense things around them uh, to about 10 or so feet, uh, even if they're blind. They didn't really sense us. They actually speak. They speak draconic. Didn't even know it was a language. Huh. Uh, and other than that, uh, they uh, they have this sort of swarm of poisonous insects inside them that they can spew out, etc., uh, etc. Et you know, the typical stuff with dragons. Wish we had a book on learning this draconic. Mike is going to be mumbling in his sleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my demon. Oh, my demon. I should have gone down there while we were there. I feel like I missed out on something. Um, again, like I said, I, I doubt this is the last time we'll come across a blight dragon. Then you can uh, take whatever you need. Well, nice weather. He's just staring across to him for a moment, like looking up his book, as a uh, as he just says, "Nice weather." That's what you want to talk about—the weather. Here, well, we're at it. Let me just share a couple pages with you, I guess. I suppose you should uh, check out a few of mine too. 
There's some things around here that uh, in the beer rock that I'm sure you don't have of Amistorian. You ever heard of a Caprithorn? No. Can't say I have. They're uh, fiends. Plant-like fiends. Creatures. Very dark and grim. You just look at this picture. And he kind of scrolls through his book, flipping from page to page. It's not alphabetical because, you know, they're filled out as he sees them mm -hmm. uh, and as he learns about them. So it takes him a moment to find it. But when he does, he hands his book to you. I will not describe them yet because he's just handing a photo to you. Um, and I just uh, kind of sent you a Gaiazo of it. And so gotcha. that can be kept between the two of us. Uh, unless you want to tell someone what it looks like. Will be our little secret. Our little secret. Hmm. That's disturbing. He starts Very... like <laughs> jotting it down, everything that he can about it. Very um, green. What were those uh, fucking spider people called again? Lunar Kidna. Over here, Lunar Kidna. I did actually. We encountered them. Uh, Myself, Rylon, Ufara, and the others. Isaac, dead. Uh, really? In the underground, beneath... Uh, well, first we were in a church for a while uh, that was desecrated, populated by feral faithful. And uh, after that, that's where we encountered them. Then we went into the underground beneath Novastoya and encountered them again there too. Hmm. Beneath Novastoya. Yes, they followed us, actually. They seem to have a liking for uh, the elf, Yulfarin. Kept taunting him. Specifically him. Taunting? Yeah, like saying that they'll kill him and much more they, intricately they worded than that. They do, yes. He starts writing it down. I've never actually seen one. But, uh... very, very creepy up close. And apparently they occupy the woods outside of uh, Ostenburg as well. It, uh, they kept stuttering like they have a difficult time or very energetic, difficult to stay focused maybe, I don't know. But they did speak. <laughs> and they were invisible in light. Really? Yeah, we tried to use a lantern to see them and couldn't. But the moment the lantern went off... We could see their silhouettes. Very creepy. I suppose um, this actually might be a good time for you to catch me up on your adventures. You got some time to kill. Okay, if you'd like to. He nods his head. Not like that. The next. 15, 20 minutes or so are him just, I'd say even more, like the next 30 minutes are him just accounting how he and Isaac started out in Novastoya, had made their way to Riven, north of Novastoya, through the Black Mire, where they had slain countless number of creatures, no fiends, just all sort of like natural, ghastly sort of undead uh, down by the water. Mm-hmm. Among them, a couple of note. Hold on, let me just uh, find the names of them really quickly. Uh, among them, plenty of 
Gazdras, which are like uh, Hydra geese that have been mutated. A couple Gaspers, which are like uh, fish people with big eyes and like oily hair and webbed fingers that uh, that kind of like just feed on people near the swamps, like you know being near all the water at Riven. And he goes on to say like a few other creatures that you might or might not recognize. Uh, a a gauzamite, which is like a giant friggin' centipede thing. And then they carried on from there. Past Novostoya, past Riven, past Blackmire, all the way to Malkovia, where they then wrapped back south, Crowsbend, uh, and then to Void, and then back to Novostoya. Oh. That was the most recent trip we took. We've been other places, out here to the Baroque Empire, uh, down to the south near the borders of the Kessinellan province, uh, and even just up north near Runeheim. I wanted to go to Mount Vengeance, but Dad wouldn't let us something about elementals or something like that. I don't know. Fought a couple of vampires. Fought a couple of feral faithful other creatures uh, lots of undead things that come out in the night there's a lot of learning and we captured quite a bit of them strung them up and brought them back to Novastoya where they stayed in the cellar underneath the, the streets in cages anything new that we found that we hadn't seen before we caught it sedated it and studied it the longest we traveled with one actually was about 300 miles you can't imagine how difficult it was to make sure it was fed, but not feeding on us. Those were warmer times. His eyes kind of gloss over a little bit. It was nice, just him and I. Uh, I'm afraid my story is quite a bit different. How? I never was really good at capturing any. I, I tried once with a, a dream whisper. Uh, didn't go quite so well. Tempted to dissect it too, but I just made a mess of everything. And he kind of like flips to his notes a bit on, on that for a little bit. And uh, he kind of like starts explaining from when uh, when he first met Gabriel in Halifax and then like when they saw the meteorite come in and they met Rylon. Mm-hmm. You Ostenberg. Know, um, yeah, and he kind of way back. Story, yeah. Way back. The, the whole grab and stuff. Five years arc. ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he walks him through, kind of through all of that shit, which would take quite a while. Unironically. And it would take the rest of the time that we have in the session. Oh my god. Unironically? Hold on. What? Those those sessions were like 18, two years ago. 18 months ago? Almost. No, 20. Those were 20 months ago. Those sessions. Yo, almost two years. Wow. We done came up for sure. Been a long time. So he'd he'd bring him through the legacy arc. Uh, And all the way up until, uh, up until kind of they met at Talstar. Um, So that would, that's, that's bound to occupy a good amount of time. We come back to. Lanya and Iris. Iris is driving the carriage. Clap, 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 clap. Lanya clap, clap. is quietly 
co-piloting, sort of. Not really doing anything. By, yeah, by doing <laughs> what? <laughs> she has stopped playing with her braid and is now twiddling her thumbs. The, the the jolting of the carriage over like the the cobbles that have led all the way up to this bridge. Like just a reminder for for the scenery here. The whole way from the bridge all the way back to the main road is um is cobble, like actual road that was made for Olmir's Gate. Much different from the uh, kind of like shitty dirt roads that the rest of the Barak Empire mostly use. Indeed. And so, like, clearly a, a stature of great wealth, this uh, Olmir's Gate, before it was lost. And so the cobbles have, like, some weeds poking through and, and whatnot, but they make it so that mostly the, the path is sort of clear, except for, like, low-hanging branches, stuff like that. The, the trees get denser and denser the further away you get from Olmir's Gate. So dense that uh, you cannot see even 10 feet, 20 feet past all the foliage where there are just bushes and vines and greenery everywhere. Ferns, tall grass, all of it. And now and then you'll hear like a, a critter as the morning kind of like sun is up now, uh, sort of skittering through the, the brush and, and you can hear it like crunching on all of the, the foliage and the grass sort of shifting and hissing as it like sways into itself. Um, with all the creatures and animals running around. And then I'd say you guys have been traveling for about 30 minutes when you hear a faint echo from something. Which direction? Sounds like it's back from the way that you guys came. Okay. You thought I... you heard it. She kind of turns to look at Lanya. Does Lanya do anything? Does she seem like she heard it too? No. Lanya, take the reins. I'm going to go on the roof for a second. Uh, do, do I just... Yes, you just hold them like this, and then she kind of puts them in her hands and just, like, closes her palms around the reins. And don't do anything. Don't, you know, don't yak on them. Don't throw them around. Just keep them like this, do? relaxed. They know to do? Okay. Yes. If you, if I tell you, run then yes, you're going to take them like this. And then I do the motion with my own arms and just yeah, like yank them like up and then down. Okay. And just keep doing that until they just will not stop running. Did something happen? Is everything okay? I heard something. I'm just going to go see in case. Okay. I will be back momentarily. Be back um, where you're going to leave the carriage? Iris closes her eyes and... Uh, her hand glows slightly. She mutters some words and uh, weaves her fingers around herself, and then she's going to uh, like take flight and go look behind. Okay. How like do you go above all the trees? Ah, uh, yep. So flying speed is sixty feet a sec uh, per per turn, so six seconds, so, so pretty quick. Yeah, Ten feet a second. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna use like dashing, so I'm just going really fast, pretty much. Uh, she will fly behind to where she thinks she hears something and just, you know, keep an eye around, essentially. Try to see from above if there's anything creeping in the woods. You don't see anything creeping in the woods. The echo is very faint. You're welcome to make a perception check. Sure. Oh, why not? Perception. Hey, 13. 13. You don't see anything. Nothing stands out in the woods around you. You don't hear anything either, I'd say. Fair enough. She, uh, 
after being like you know so high for a bit she's going to lower herself and uh kind of like at the level of the branches to see if there's anything under like you know the sort of a uh, roof of trees uh, she's gonna keep flying like behind the carriage essentially and just keep looking out okay and if nothing happens, you know, within like the next like 40-ish seconds, she's gonna just assume it's nothing and return. Okay, nothing happens. Fair enough. Then uh, after that, she will return to her post. Like she'll land next to, uh, <coughs> next to Lanya back on the coach. Okay. Well, it turns out it was nothing, I guess. I don't know. She takes the reins back. Unless Lanya doesn't let go of them. Did you see something, or...? No. Didn't hear or see anything. I heard, like, a sort of echo. I'm not even sure what the, the noise was, but... came from far away. I thought I could... reposition and maybe hear it clearer, but nothing came. Okay, well... I guess then we keep going. Here are the reins. She takes them back. Unless you want me to do it for a while. Sure, why not? Might as well teach you how to do it. Yeah, I guess so. So it's not very hard, again, you want to just keep them like this, very smooth. If you feel like the horses are slowing down a little bit, uh, feel free to give them a little whack, but nothing too hard, just to... Like, she uh, takes the rein slightly, like her hands essentially, and does the motion, like just a slight schwack, you know, to get the horse to the horses to uh, pick up the pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like this. And if you need them to stop, you will just yell at them to stop and pull the reins back like this and then she does the motion with her own hands of like just you know pulling the reins hard towards her that's pretty much it it's fairly simple of course all of this gets a lot harder when you know it's a stressful situation there's something chasing you or something you might make more mistakes and then the horses are also nervous themselves and just start running everywhere if you're not controlling them yes it does seem pretty easy, I guess. It's a lot harder to ride an actual horse than to, well, ride a coach like this. Because they have nowhere to go, really. They're all tied up and they have one direction to go, that way. Yes, that much is obvious. It definitely seems a lot easier. We'll teach you how to ride a proper horse, I suppose, once we're home. She does, like, little air quotes. Ideally with a saddle, right? Yes, it will be a lot easier with a saddle, a lot less painful as well on the legs. Good. Anyways... Uh, she leans back on the seat and just folds her arms. So... tell me... She kind of bobs her head side to side. About something. Tell me about... your time... in... what was the name of the town? The city? Someone in E? Landhouse? Ethelin? Oh, you mean my town. Was that the name? Yes. Did I get it right? Ethelin. Ah. Tell me about it a bit. What's it like there? Well, um, aside from all the murder and rebel and. Uh, right. or attempted murder. It's a nice place. Um, a sort of a keep that overlooks a uh, large ish village. Uh, a few hamlets off in the distance. Very wooded area. Our main export was a sort of a magical wood that they use around Northernland a lot for houses, bows, 
weapons like spears and whatnot. It's very hard and difficult to break. We uh, mainly, again, woodcutting people. Most of the villagers were woodcutters and worked at the mill. Some farmers, of course. We have some open land. The uh, entire village was built on a slope of sorts, and the keep rested at the top of it, overlooking the forest. It's a nice place. Certainly time has soured its view for me, but uh, to anyone else it would look uh, very nice. How did you lose your... You said that you saw your parents and your grandmother at Olmir's Gate. Mm -hmm. What happened to them? My parents died, I'm not sure how, in their sleep. We never figured out two at the same time. I imagine it must have been some sort of a plot or something happened to them by someone. But uh, I don't know. As for my grandmother, well, she was very old. Approaching a hundred, I think. Maybe more. And she simply died of old age in her sleep. At least it's a peaceful way to go. That is what I tell myself. It is the least painful thing about remembering her is she went quietly and... Happy, I suppose. And so your parents just... Died, or...? She nods. They vanished. We never really found them after it happened. Vanished? Do you think they she ran nods. away? Abandoned? Shrugs. Like, shrugs, but like, you know, a sort of slow one. I would not think so. They were slightly complacent with the place. Um, not like my grandmother. She was far more active in the development and administration of the town. My parents uh, were uh, content, so to speak. Uh, but I don't think they would abandon the place ever, really. So do you think they were murdered? Or? Perhaps kidnapped, then assassinated. You must understand, my family comes from far south, Castanellan. And there in Castanellan, the Inquisition is very, very powerful. And they hunt down mages and, well, kill us by the dozen. My grandmother and my grandfather fled Castanellan before I was born, before my parents were born. My grandfather, he did not make it. Something happened on the way here. And my grandmother immigrated alone to Northern Land, which is the land around the Burak that is most welcoming to mages and practitioners of magic. We established ourselves here and within two generations managed to found this village and now a sizable town. So she did fairly well. Perhaps I'm thinking... My grandmother made a few enemies. She was someone of import back in Castanella. I assume the Inquisition had a sort of a... I don't know. A mission, a vendetta or something. And seeing as she was dead, parents were the next best thing. So they came for her. They came for them. You hear a sound again. Another so like our ear pier. Is it the same sound? Like exactly same distance sound-wise? Like... A little bit louder. Okay. What does it sound like? Like, what's the... This one, I I rolled for it. For stealth. Okay. This one, I think, is a lot clearer. Even Lanya hears it, but maybe not the people inside the carriage with all, the, like, the bumpiness and the, the noise of the carriage itself, the wheels on the, yeah. on the cobbles, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. But it's... 
there's a an underlying sort of uh, pain to it. It's it's a very bassy, throaty, gurgled scream, um, but not from a human. Definitely from a creature of some sort. And it rings out a couple times from the echo before dying out. It's a, a roar, one could say. He turns to Lila. Did you hear that one? I did. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. Let me go see. Um, flying lasts for 10 minutes, so I assume I haven't been sat down here for 10 minutes because we've been talking for less than that. I don't know if it was less than that. Have was we? it? I don't know. I mean, no, I didn't look at the clock. fly for like a minute. Okay. Uh, then we'll do, she'll do a quick run in that direction, like 30 seconds, because of course she needs 30 seconds to come back, so. Just to see if it either, like, a, a sound comes clearer, or like, she sees anything at all. And if not, then return to the carriage. Okay. Uh, make another perception. Sure. Let's go, baby. 15. 15. Little better. Ah... Uh... I think you see kind of like a bird in the distance, like a speck. Um, how far away does it seem? It'll cost you another turn of six seconds to get some more detail. And this was flying full speed, 120? Uh, what, for you? Yes. I'm dashing during all this, like I'm making the most out of what I have left. Okay, it was... 120... There's 12 seconds to get up to the, uh, like, above the canopy. Got it. Six seconds to get the information that you just got, like, looking around, scanning mm -hmm. very quickly. You can spend another turn to get some more if you want. Sure, that brings it up to 24 seconds. I still got time. Okay, you see the flapping in the distance. Uh, you see what looks like the whip of a tail behind it. Uh, the distance maybe. You guys have been traveling for about an hour now. The distance may be 30 minutes behind you. How big does this thing look? I assume if I can see it from 30 minutes back, it's pretty big. One could say it's sizable. Okay, mom's coming back. Um, I, at least that's what Iris will deduce. Uh, this shit looks like a dragon, maybe-ish? Huh? Possible. Okay. A bird of some <laughs> sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. A bird with a tail, right? Birds have been known to... Not, I mean, what's the tail shape like? Is it like a, a bird tail with feathers? Or does it look like a tail, like a reptilian sort of, you know, whipping tail? I don't know. It's like 30 minutes away from me. Right, of course. <laughs> okay. Harris will fly back like double time as she's been doing to the carriage. Okay. And uh, she has enough time to make it back. She'll land next to Lanya. Everything's okay? I think Mother is coming back. I'm going to wake the others. Okay. Uh, and she knocks on the window, like, uh, behind them, and opens it. Everyone! So we just got to grab instead. <laughs> he looks up. I don't want to alarm anyone, and I can't confirm this 100%, but I believe Mom is coming back. I'm... <laughs> 30 minutes behind us, give or take. We should oh. look for someone advantageous to fight it. You mean the mother? Yes, the mother of the dragon we slaughtered. Do you want uh, us to stop here, find another spot? 
Why don't you two get up here? This is your expertise. He looks to Ruben. Ruben. Lanyo, whack on the horses. Double time. Okay. <sighs> Let's do the, it. The, the carriage jolts a little bit as it begins to move a little bit forward. Faster, I should say. Don't don't be afraid. Give it like a... And then she does like a motion, <laughs> like a hard motion. She it jolts again. It, it's going pretty quickly now. Good. Okay. And, uh... She looks at Troy and Ruben, assuming that the two of them can, like, scale up the carriage, like, off the door and then onto the carriage, like, without yeah. us stopping. Because Iris gets on the roof. She's clearly not <laughs> intending to stop. Uh, yeah, Just keep that speed, exactly Lanya. That. What'd you say, Waffle? I said Ruben's gonna do exactly that, yeah. Hey, Tamoxi. Wake up, you geezer. He tries to pull the plugs out of Tamoxi's ears. Tamaki grabs his hand by the wrist. Why did I kill you? Now's not the time to grab me and threaten me, saying something about if I touch you again or what you're doing. Get up. Come on. I just said what? Uh, well, I, I assume then. And now I'm an asshole. Anyways, let's go. Where are we going? Up on top of the carriage. To see Mama. The dragon. Mama. Why didn't you say so sooner? Is it the Black Dragon? <laughs> it's the Black Dragon! Tomaki's gonna get up. Now, like, the, the top of the carriage is crowded. The carriage is moving very fast. I need everyone to make who's gonna be on top of the I carriage. I don't think I will, actually, though. I'm gonna need a... Okay, you're not gonna go up there? No, no I'm gonna go up there. I was okay. gonna say no to your role. I yeah, need right. uh, everyone who is gonna be up there, which is Troy, uh, Iris... And uh, and Ruben, yeah, is Tamaki gonna stand up there, or is he gonna be flying? Um, mm, I, I don't think I want to fly, <laughs> given what happened to the Griffin. Okay. So uh, then everyone's Tamaki, gonna need to make Tamaki will fly next to the carriage. Okay. Then like, Ruben whoa. and Iris, I need you guys to make acrobatics checks, and I will make one for Troy. An eight. A 13. Iris? Well, seeing that Troy and Ruben are on the roof, I'm assuming there's not really that much room, so Iris will just stay on the coach, like, just sitting down next to Lanya. Actually, okay. she'll take she'll take the reins back at this point now. This is this is slightly... She's maybe a little... Like, she looks at Lanya. She look a little bit stressed. Okie dokie. Um, Ruben, you, you lose your balance a little bit, and you're about to fall off, and... Troy grabs you by like the. Oh, oh. What kind of armor does does Ruben wear? He's again? got the. Uh, he's, he's got, got a breastplate, the right? Oh, the wither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he grabs you by like, like the, He grabs you by like the collar guard and, and pulls you back. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks. Yeah. Stop standing. Sit down. He sits down. Troy does the same. All right. Um. Look for someone suitable to pull off the carriage, and I'll watch for Mother. Well, reasonably, we could go in any woods, I think. Uh, so we should just make distance for now. It flies fast, surely. We are traveling fast. We have horses. We might be able to actually get to uh, quite some distance. Maybe it'll just lose us. Again, I'm not sure if it's the mother I just assumed from flying close and seeing the shape in the distance. 
and the sort of very sad moaning roar that it let out. Do you yeah, think it that's... was a, a bird, maybe? Well, again, it could be a giant bird with a tail, or it could be a dragon. Who knows? I couldn't really tell from the distance. I'd rather what? be safe than sorry, though, and I have all of you here. Okay. Uh, Doesn't we want to fight this thing? I would assume not, right? I would rather not fight it, if avoidable, but we can. But then again, didn't you? Didn't we um, kill the baby because it yes. was a threat? You know, and you had this noble, this noble mission of saving the land. Isn't the mother even more uh, of a threat? It, that was more of a Tomokti thing, and I'm just more of a kill it kind of thing. Like, right. In, in this case, uh, it's it's one of those kill. <laughs> so no kill. more chivalry then. Uh, well, um, personally, <laughs> she just uh, smiles. We just really pissed it off. And there's towns within its flight path, so we should probably deal with it. But dying and living another day to kill ten more monsters is much... Wait, I mean, not dying and living another day to kill ten monsters seems like a much better path than... And a much more noble path, I would say, than just dying. Are you being a coward right now, Troy? And being I'm not, ju I'm not I judging. I agree. I'm just surprised. I just know when I'm up against a strong foe. And if that's the mother of their thing, I can only imagine after having glimpsing into its traits and specialties, getting an understanding for the beast, as I did, that something bigger would be dangerous. Fair. Again, I don't disagree. And I mean very dangerous. Maybe yeah. we should... Dig a hole in the ground. Just bury ourselves. <laughs> what of the horses? Uh, maybe we cut one of them loose. Using I was going blade. to say, I can use my uh, my spell to disguise us. It would take 10 minutes to cast, but we have the time. It will completely hide our scent. And, well, from sight. But, well, the carriage and the horses will not be hidden. So they will be at this thing's mercy. I can... I can hide us if need be, but again, I was under the impression we wanted to kill it. How will you hide us, Ruin? Um, he would cast. Uh, I'll use some arcane recovery to recover my third level spell. He cast pass without a trace again. <laughs> <laughs> On the the horses or the players? Or Every, it, everything. Everything. Yeah, everything within 30 feet. Tamakti, what's your vote? Tamakti's probably flying alongside the carriage, so might not... I mean, I assume there's, like, wind whistling in his ears and shit. He <laughs> just hears the jet scream. <laughs> Tamakti, I asked, what was your vote? What does the vote stand currently? The vote... Is do we want to die or live? <laughs> and who is voting which way? I live always. I also vote live. Ruben? Well, it's a rigged question. I think yes. we're gonna live either way. But I uh, can read into the subtext of what it is he was asking. Uh, well, then I vote we die. Nanya. Not that I. Think we will. What's the vote about? 
Whether it's whether we or about we're going to fight dragon. this dragon or not. Do you want to fight or this dragon or not? Continue to ravage the countryside. There is no way Tamakti can speak to you right now with how fast we're going and how quietly he's speaking. Everyone else was speaking to me, including you. What Sorry, is he saying? Tamakti say something. He's, he's I'm not sure. <laughs> but essentially, um, Lanya, do you want to stop here or not necessarily here, but somewhere? and try to fight this thing that's coming for us. Again, I'm not sure if it's the mother, I'm assuming. If it is, do you want to fight it, or hide and let it pass, or just run away? It seems fairly angry. Do we have a fair chance of hiding from it? And do we have a fair chance of fighting it? I have a spell that could hide all of us, again, but we most likely will lose the horses to this beast. So yes, hiding is 100% a possibility and doable. As for fighting it, well, we always have a chance to live, don't we? What do you think we should do? You, I mean, uh, I have I... no business fighting this thing. I have, I don't care if we do or not. I would rather not. I would rather be 100% sure I am going to live rather than, than roll the dice. With the carriage rushing and five more minutes passing, you hear it again, the echo, all of you hear it this time. Paint, mournful roar. Yeah, come on. out in like staccato sort of gurgling. But of course, this thing is a danger to everything around it. So, you know, nobly we should slay this thing. But um, I'm no longer a noble, so I don't care. Well, Tamakti said that it would spread blight to the countryside. It will. And that everything around it will die. Or probably. It is a foul creature, mistake me not. It would certainly help the land to kill it. But uh, maybe there are better people than us to do this. Uh, right, and maybe so. some worse. I don't know who, Ruben. There's always someone that's better than you out there somewhere. Remember that. Alright, Ruben, you vote stay and die. Or stay and fight. Yes. I'll change my vote to stay in fire. Oh, for fuck's sake. I would this. like to live. Well, we're outnumbered, so we're going to fight this thing. Unfortunately, the brother had the change of heart. What now he's Tumakti noble vote? again. What? What did Tamakti vote? He voted to stay and fight this thing, of course. You should know him by now. Tamakti, you voted to stay and fight? Why would I not? She shrugs and lowers her head. I have given uh, Iris, the sacred oath, like, uh, a vow to protect the weak and the innocent. As Tamakti is speaking, Iris looks at Lanya and she does like, she moves her hand like mimicking a mouth talking. Like, uh, you know, do you know what I mean now? <laughs> there will be plenty of time to kill your husband later, witch. Whoa! That was fairly pointed. I grow tired of your incessant selfishness. We will kill oh. this dragon and be done with it. She looks at Lanya. I'm not sure if he saw my gestures or not. I think he might have seen the gesture. Oh, okay. That might explain why he's so angry. Um, well, Troy, Ruben, are we stopping here? Where do we go? You have to tell me. Ruben likes to Troy. It's pretty much all woods no matter where you stop right now. It, yeah, she looks around. It doesn't look like much of a place to fight anywhere, really. I it's think. all just woods. We go as far as we can, 
Then, when it gets close enough, uh, Tamokti can scout for us, maybe? Right? He points to Tamokti. Sure. What? He just nods. Okay, he nodded. That means good. Okay. We go, and then uh, it gets close. We slap the horses, let them go up ahead, and then we'll catch up with them later, given that we make it out alive. And it's likely enough. if we hurt this thing enough, it'll run on its own. It's still a creature, after all. And feeling that the horses are slowing out a bit, Iris yanks on the reins again and just does what Troy said, which is to just keep going. Okay. The party travels. Do you, Tamakti, go... Do you stay down where you are? Or do you do anything? Since uh, you kind of nodded. I, was I mean, I can see the thing, right? No. Okay. Mm. Uh, this feels like a bad idea. It's um, going to be great. You would need to fly up about 200 feet to be above the canopy. Tamakti is going to cast Enhance Ability on himself and give himself uh, Cat's Grace. Okay. Basically just makes him uh, more dexterous. Yeah. Um, so that he can move quicker. Yep. Or more like, you know, fluidly or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's going to give one last look at the carriage and then fly up. At 200 feet. Okay. You fly up, and the tree branches start to thin out. The higher you up you get, and more of the light starts to filter through, you know, the horizontal angle that it has as, it, as it's still, like, very early morning. And more and more light comes through the treetops. Everything is sort of like a bright green as the trees are getting healthier and healthier the further you're moving away from Ulmir's Gate. And as you get up above the canopy... You can see down, down low, the carriage like a speck kind of along this road. And you can see the outline of the road pretty well. It's like a gray hue compared to like all the green around it. Anyways, all that to say, when you get to the top and you're looking out among the horizon, still flying, I assume, you know, along with the carriage, you see a figure maybe 20 minutes of travel back behind you guys. Looks like a bird. A bird. Yeah, it's the... I'd like to roll a perception on that bird. 20 minutes is a long distance. That's that's true. That is true. But it, can I, can I try but if it was if it was a bird at that distance, I wouldn't be able to see it. The true. horizon would have it's swallowed like a pretty up big bird. entirely. Yeah, big bird, you know. It's a yeah, large. big bird with a tail and uh, one that roars to an anguish whenever it finds its dead children. It's just a bird, though. Yeah, it turns out when you gutter stomp someone's child, it's not happy. Uh, can I roll a perception? You cannot. You can't see it. You can't no. see it. Are you oh, not right. listening? No, no, no. is going to pull out his uh, spy class. Oh, useful, um, actually, in this instance. And uh, he'll, I guess, hover there, beating the air with his wings. And... Uh, Extend the little the little chambers of the spyglass and uh, hold it up to his eye and take a look. Okay. Does that just like give me an advantage on a perception check or something? I don't know how you wanna. Mm, I would say yes, but also I'm I'm gonna take into 
account the like whole magnified aspect of it. Okay. So what you would get off this perception might grant you a little bit more. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. I think. Uh, I think. Let me cue up one more song, and then I'm going to tell you. Okay. As you're looking at it, a twenty-three on perception, you can see that the figure is uh, something much different from a bird. You can see the the morning sunlight coming in at sort of a horizontal angle, as I said before, illuminating the webbing of its wings in sort of an orange tint. And you can see the the glistening of its pale pinkish sort of um, pinkish white or pinkish gray, I should say, actually. Pinkish gray scales. And there are sections of its arms and neck that you can see through like where there's just not enough flesh or not enough skin there and streaks of um, uh, streaks of scar tissue running down the length of its body and its tail stuff like that it is very similar to the uh, the blight scale dragon that you guys killed on the bridge but much larger and much more weathered like glistening spots of um, of light coming through its wings, even uh, where yeah, there are tears. it's about to be a good time. Yeah, if you guys would like to see the whole family photo, actually, please. I got you. Yeah, I knew it, man. As soon as I saw big creature moaning in pain, I'm like, oh, okay, mom's back. <laughs> she tracked us. Jesus oh, Christ! Man, this thing is big, man. Holy shit! <laughs> it's so huge. Amakti, we're uh, fucked. You guys killed us. Amakti's gonna collapse his spyglass into his hands like Captain Barbosa. <laughs> uh, is is Tamaki still with us, or did he fly somewhere else? It's above you guys. Okay, but and he's gonna sort of hang his head. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, and before he does anything else, he's gonna hold his hands together in a prayer. Moriel, I know you are fighting your own battles right now. If you can spare anything, please. What is coming, I cannot do without your help. I failed to protect a friend before because I was not strong enough. I thought that I was. I was arrogant. I was foolish. I realize now that I am not enough, and I accept my failings. I need you to uplift me. To help me. I cannot do this without you. And that will be his prayer. Okay. Uh, he's going to fly back down to the carriage. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's where we end the session. Thank you for watching, party people. I'm thinking. Hold on. You have how many different trinkets or symbols of Morial on you? Uh, well, I have the... The symbol of Moriel that he, like, carved, right? When he was first beginning to, like, rediscover his faith. That little wooden mm -hmm. one. He's got um, a uh, his earring, obviously, that yes. Moriel gave him. Mm -hmm. And then he's got, like, just some little, like, adorn like paper adornments. Like, uh, just scribblings and things in various okay. pockets. Okay. Um, scribblings and things, you say? Yeah, like, uh, not not scribblings, but, like, uh, drawings. And this prayer is before you descend? 
Yeah, it's the prayer is up in the air. Like as soon as he establishes that it is a full adult blight dragon coming towards them, blight uh, dragon. Yeah, yeah, right, blight dragon. Um, he uh, he collapses his spyglass and prays. Okay. The um, you feel a warmth from your earring, and you realize like out of the corner of your eye that it starts to glow a little bit, kind of like uh, golden, and the. Um, the wooden sort of thing that you had carved when you were rediscovering your faith in Morial begins to grow heavier, I think. If you were to look at it, I would tell you what you see, but it grows heavier in your pocket. Tamakti would, would feel its mass in one of his many pouches festooned yeah. upon his vest, and he would he'd pull it out. The, um, look at it. The symbol of Morial that was once wood has uh is turned now to silver mm. and uh as you are reaching into one of your vest pockets pouches um as do the papers from from your various pouches and pockets and, and vests and, and whatnot start to flutter out and and sort of move along with you swirling around you almost so much that it's like a, a cloud around you I see. I was thinking about this at work. It was either yesterday or today or the day before. One of those three days. When it came to when it came to Jimmy reaching Seraph transformation level three, I had told him what had happened. He had grown a, a second pair of wings. He now had four wings and et cetera, et cetera. The, whatever changes happened to Rylon. But I, I thought about this, and I wanted to kind of leave it more open this time. Um, this is something that I've been planning on making happen for a while. I just... No moment felt right. What, in this time of need, in this time of we're going to fight this to save all these people, it seems like a very martyr sort of thing to do, or a sort of very self-sacrificing to do. Like, this is clearly a threat. What sort of changes would happen to Tamakti? Uh, as his like sort of faith is recognized and, and elevated, he is given uh, in his time of need after this prayer a little bit more juice. Mm. That is an excellent question. But I think that's where we're gonna end tonight's episode. Uh, <laughs> a question that will be answered on the next episode of the Split Party Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Probably remain silent. It's not over. <sighs> do you do you want time to think about it? I need some time to think. Okay, then we'll have it prepared for the next session because that is where we're going to wrap this session up. <laughs> so, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, consider giving us some feedback. This was a lot more of a passive sort of roleplay focused session after the big kind of ball drop uh, that happened uh, to a couple of the players in the previous session. And so... Um, I was actually expecting that we would fight the Blightscale Dragon this session. We did not. We talked for so goddamn long, like usual. Which is okay. Um, but next session, it is likely that there will be a fight. The, the, the party members have voted on it. And unless they change their minds, there will likely be a fight. We can only hope. So, like I said, that's where we're going to wrap this session up. And if you... Uh, want to join our social medias go ahead and do so um, and we also encourage you to check out our discord where you can see 
uh, a bunch of other character art, get the first dibs on, uh, I mean, not first dibs, but first to find out on all giveaways. Um, come hang out with us post uh, speculation on what will happen next in our spoilers and speculation channel with the other players or the other uh, community members. Uh, we have our memes channel, our party chatter, all of it. We try and welcome everyone in and just build our community around our podcast. Answer any questions that GMs might have. Um, give out resources that we have made, including the Witch Hunter transformation for uh, that, that Ruben uses, the character Ruben. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. Check that stuff out and come hang out with us. In addition to that, we would like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters who have helped us through our, uh, our software that we use, the music that we use for our podcast, um, our logo, our animated logo, the artwork that we've been getting made for all of our characters, and a few other things, including the giveaways. All of the giveaways come from the funding of our Patreon supporters, and um, we just want to take a moment to thank our party fiends, uh, Rick Feiss, Stags, and, um, and Ingle. We want to thank our party monsters, Cypher and Happy Phoenix, and we want to thank our party lurkers, Valentine and Windowman. Thank you for the generous, generous financial support that you've given the podcast and allowed us to expand in the ways that we have. Uh, so we do have a couple lines for our uh, party monsters and above uh, people who are supporters of the podcast at the party monster and party fiend tiers are allowed to kind of give a personalized shout out for one of our players to say back at them when they listen back to the podcast. Um, in this case, we have one for covert and we have one for waffle covert first, please. For our good friend of the podcast, Rick Weiss. And to the German commander, Nuts. And for Ingel, after he had listened to what Rookshaw made uh, made Waffle say for the longest time. Born to shit, forced to wipe, cursed to forever repeat this quote. End and that suffering. <laughs> Make me say something else. Please. <laughs> and so that's where we're going to wrap up this session. As always, never split the party. Thanks for the year of podcasting, and we'll see you next time.